sits within me How deep would I go to find what I know about me You don't know me like God does, like I do I'm training myself to know how to sing Trust myself, believing everything that I know I can keep up with my mind Because I have a practice that's a lie My belief system, my distance This is she, and I want to thank you for connecting in this moment. We are going to connect with trust and what that means. And oftentimes, we can find simple ways or big ways not to trust others. However, we're going to distill it down to a very significant key this evening, and that is that once we learn how to trust ourselves, then it's much easier to navigate this thing called life. And we will discover within that self-trust, there's a lot of wisdom there, a lot of truths there. And as you make your way each day, it's really much easier to figure out how you want to check in, where you want to go, what you want to do, and who you want to be with in that process. And the drama called life starts to become joy-filled life and no longer do you have to be held hostage to the suffering game. So this trusting self is a concept of no longer putting the blame game on the external forces. Yes, there are set and settings similar to a Hollywood movie production that create a plot, a story, a screenplay, and an arc. And it's your choice if you want to show up and play that part. And all the stories we've told ourselves over and over again, we've signed up for them on some level or another. And it's hard to understand this concept, especially when you've gone through significant trauma. But if you can imagine that little ball in the ping and the pinball machine when it goes off, has so many different ways to go, and then it can hit different side rails. You can be moving the bumpers and the uh, little arms and keep the game going, or eventually you might get put back in and come out for another try. Life is kind of like that and it doesn't always go the way we planned in our mind. However, somehow there's this divine orchestration. So that's why we're going to be focusing on trust because when we have that self-trust, we can start to move away from those situations that no longer serve. We are going to begin with a little passage from uh, teachings of Tao and a lot of this wisdom is really fun to connect with in the sense it's contemplative. You can read a passage and let it be with you for the day or so. So here we go. This is uh, passage 23 and it reads like this. To talk little is natural. High winds do not last all morning. Heavy rain does not last all day. Why is this, heaven and earth? If heaven and earth cannot make things eternal, how is it possible for man? He who follows the Tao is at one with the Tao. He who is virtuous experiences virtue. He who loses the way feels lost. When you are one with the Tao, the Tao welcomes you. When you are at one with virtue, the virtue is always there. When you are at one with loss, the loss is experienced willingly. He who does not trust enough will not be trusted. Again, that's number 23 from the second edition of Tao by Stephen Mitchell. And that last line is so poignant. He who does not trust enough will not be trusted. And as you go through this passage, you can see the rhythm of if you're one with something, it's there. If you're not, it's not. If you're attached to loss, then that's what you'll experience. 
and this is how the mind works this is why when we meditate we clear the mind and then we're not creating that suffering or that dialogue of a world that maybe doesn't seem just or fair and one by one when we start to shift then the collective begins to shift it takes the self to be responsible for self and spend a lot less time getting too caught up in things that you have no control over take action where you can but also remember to be mindful with your energy and your resources trusting trusting self so how many times in your life have you uh, felt that someone let you down that you can't trust them anymore whether they took something from you whether they betrayed you by not following through with what they spoke or you realize that they weren't who they presented themselves to be many scenarios however if you look back earlier on maybe before that intersection occurred there might have been some signals some red flags as I like to call them and in that moment I would reflect back to you why didn't you trust your intuition or your gut feeling when those red light flags were going off why didn't you have the courage to walk the other way or disengage or ask more questions or not allow it to go too far so it came to that and those are hard questions to ask and sometimes we get so connected to that gerbil wheel that we don't know how to get out of it so this trusting of self there are some keys that you can start to ask yourself in the moment is are you cultivating love within your life it is is it does it exist in your life not dependent on anyone but are you genuinely cultivating love within and around your surroundings as you go out in the world are you carrying that resonance where is it ask yourself the question where is the love and then are you cultivating laughter do you spend time laughing and if not where did it go and how can you bring it back in addition where is the compassion for yourself so this love laughter compassion are very key to getting to a point of inner peace and getting to a point of actually trusting self because if you know how to love if you know how to laugh and you know how to have compassion for yourself and others you will pretty much have started to figure out what works for you and what doesn't you might witness certain things not being in judgment but realize wow uh, they're in a situation and that doesn't really entice me I used to kind of participate in that but I'm not going to anymore because I know how to cultivate this love the laughter and the compassion the key is when you feel the absence of it or if you've never even experienced it authentically experienced it then there's sometimes some wonderment or not even knowing that you can actually get to this place so what we're going to do right now is we're going to finish listening to that song by Shyla Ray Sunshine. It's called Truthfully. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Do you feel that you have an authentic connection to love in your life right now? Be truthful with yourself. Do you feel like you have an authentic connection to laughter in your life and an authentic connection to compassion? meaning there's a lot less of judgment of self and others and more just observation and the heart really going out to those who are suffering. When we come back, we'll dive a little bit deeper in how to reconnect to these three beautiful friends that you can keep in your life on a daily basis.
Shiloh Ray Sunshine, truthfully. So when we start digging deep and asking ourselves those questions, we start to get a few ahas, maybe not right away, but over time. And if you allow yourself a little bit of space to contemplate what's unfolding around you, you will start to put the pieces together and say, wow, can't believe I used to participate in that. Not anymore. So this key, that trust, when we trust in ourselves. We have no doubt that we're going to take right action, the action that's aligned with our highest and best, the action that's aligned with how we want to walk through life. And it assists in our journey as we continue on through the universe. So why not take right action, one that's not only good for you, but for the team here on planet Earth. We're all in this together. We're not separate. We all are connected in such a beautiful way. So cultivating love is a first powerful practice to begin to trust yourself. This is one area that's really distorted in the human dynamic, especially as it relates to uh, couples, pairs, that there's a lot of codependency, a lot of uh, unresolved wounds and actions that prevent those two people meeting each other in a healthy space. It may not initially feel that way and then over time the undertow starts to arrive and it's a choice to do the work or to be carried out to sea metaphorically and then find your way back to shore. So when we start to cultivate this love and know that we can actually actualize this love, in my book, Bare Naked Bliss, I talk about this, if we realize that we can self-source that, that love, then we're not so likely to go out and grasp for, for it as it relates to other people, places, and things. So you can ask yourself, are you ready to let go of how you have related to this word love, amore? Do you want to have a new relationship with it? And are you ready to release the expectations, the strings that sometimes come attached with your heart? And are you ready to start to cultivate it from self to self and then allow yourself to give that from there? It's a much different feeling when this happens. Number two, are you ready to let go of how others have treated you in the name of love? So if you have had a consistent cycle of being in abusive relationships or tumultuous relationships where there's a lot of back and forth and that codependency and can't be without one another, and are you ready to really show up in a place where wow, I have something to give and I want to give and share it with you and are you ready to be in that same space with me? So that's a really uh, beautiful place to start to get to know yourself and to make a promise to self that you're ready to let go of those individuals or how you have treated yourself in the name of love. <laughs> Gosh, we're getting to all these songs, pop songs, <laughs> YouTube, Black Eyed Bees. Uh, then, are you ready to explore what it means to love all, not just one or a few or a handful, and start to meditate on that love knows no boundaries, 
that there isn't just love here and there, that it exists everywhere, and it's a choice of how we want to show up with it. And this isn't to be airy-fairy and, uh, <laughs> as my friend from Brazil says, crunchy. Uh, it's really meant to be, are you ready to really understand what that is and hold that space of equanimity in all that you do? It doesn't mean that there will not be situations that will test that concept of loving everyone. However, when you meet it with that, something really beautiful starts to happen, and that is beyond words. So what would be the practice? Well, the practice here to cultivate this inner love, this inner adoration, and this is not narcissism, this is not over self-importance, this is just this pure, authentic energy that bubbles up inside of you, and then you have this overflowing cup that you want to share with those around you. So meditation is a huge, huge key. That's why I uh, share meditation once a week with the listeners. In addition, practice it daily in my own life. And that meditation can be done in many different ways, yet it's very important because it is that reboot switch, especially in the world that we live in right now. Another practice for cultivating this love is expressions from the heart authentic expressions from the heart so not trying to do something from the heart to get something from someone else but really authentic expressions and you might start with yourself are you ready to receive this and that's oftentimes the block there are you ready to receive that adoration especially if you have some characters to release so bring in some silence bring in some authentic authentic expressions from the heart and sit with are you ready to start to cultivate that inner knowing from your heart center. We're going to listen to A Real Love by Beach House, and when we come back, we'll dive into some laughter.
that's real love by Bi Chao San. That quote unquote real love is when we understand that there's nothing that we need outside of us to feel in bliss, to feel in joy, to have our cup so full that we have plenty to share with others. Now this may not be always the case, especially if you have a busy schedule and you don't allow for yourself to take a pause and that's why that meditation is so key because it starts to put things in perspective as to how the world is unfolding around you. So the other key here when we look at love and we start to open ourselves saying, wow, I'd really like to cultivate this love from inside because then I trust and I know what I need. I know what I need in the area of love and I'm not going to enter in unhealthy relationships because I'm not clinging or grasping for anything. It's all right here. And that trust factor goes up, ding, 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 ding. The other thing is laughter. If you are able to, A, laugh at yourself, uh, B, uh, feel free to laugh at least on a daily basis many times, whether something external that makes you laugh or friends or just a situation that you might chuckle in your head. But if you find humor in life, it's really important to note and ask, do I find things funny on a daily basis. I, I personally do. I have a little bit of a twisted sense of humor. I have no problem finding humor. And sometimes that doesn't mean that you're going to always find humor or like-minded people to laugh with you. And that's okay. Not everyone has to get your sense of humor. However, if you do become inspired and want to explore laughing freely and give yourself permission, this again will build trust with yourself. If you've been told all your life you're not allowed to laugh, you have to be quiet, be still, you're in the library, you can't make noise, you're in the museum, you're on the bus, be quiet, don't smile, you might offend someone. All these things that can make us very serious and especially if we weren't allowed to have that freedom uh, in our younger years and nothing is more warming in my mind is than to hear laughter, especially to hear children laugh. It really just brings you home. So when we have this and we know that we can access this, again, that trust factor goes up because then we realize, wow, I want to cultivate moments in my life where I can have more of that. Now, last week I did a segment about moving forward and if you're currently coming out of a traumatic situation or a really intense period of your life, some of this might feel really far away. Just hold your eyes on the horizon and say, hey, I know I'm coming out of a dark passage, but I'm going to look towards cultivating some inner love, some laughter, and hold for it. Don't walk away and don't give up on it. It can take some time during the healing process. However, it's there when you're ready. And a simple way to do this is just to watch a funny movie and allow yourself to be engaged in that type of entertainment so you can bring forth that humor and feel what it feels like. So ask yourself a couple questions. Do you laugh freely? And if you don't, start finding out things that you find funny and see if you can bring them into your life. Can you make yourself laugh, a.k.a. laugh at yourself, uh, not at others? When we learn how to uh, laugh at ourselves, we don't take ourselves so seriously. Things become a little bit more easy in the sense that you're like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. Uh, again, it's not going to be there all the time because that ego can get engaged in things can happen with your moods and emotions, but if again, if you remember, oh, remember that time I was completely laughing at myself, then you can decide, I want to go back there. I don't want to be this serious person right now, or once I get over this mood, I'm going to go back there. So it's just a choice. And then the other question is, do you see the absurdity in the world as it unfolds around you? So our world system is rather shocking at times and you can spend most of your life getting riled up and I've spent enough occasions getting riled up. You can ask my children and my, my parents and my sister and my brother and that uh, becomes exhausting, mostly exhausting for the people around you. In addition, it's exhausting to the physical, emotional and mental body. It can drain your adrenals. It can really put you in stress, it can even put you in fight or flight. So when we start to see everything not just so serious, it starts to shift 
And then what also happens in that moment is you open up your mind to seeing solutions because you're not so locked into the suffering game. You're like, wow, I see what's going on here objectively. How can we uh, understand the situation and what is the need? What is the need beyond the face value? So this humor helps because then you don't just take it all so seriously. So think about if you would like to laugh more freely, if you want to bring in the practice of laughter on a daily basis, and if you're ready to start to see things differently. It's a choice. So as you contemplate laughter, we're going to dive into another bed of music. As you can see, I'm just taking you through these little bit of pauses to remind you how important stillness is. So that song that we are going to imagine, there are bubbles floating around us, and we're not going to listen to tiny little bubbles, uh, but we're going to listen to Over the Rainbow with Jake Shimabukuru. And as you do this, you can think about something that really makes you feel light, bringing that levity, and think, do I want to be there? And see what happens. When we come back, we'll dive a little bit deeper into that big word, trust. you gently come back that was over the rainbow with Jake Shimabukuro 
and during that segment I hope that you were able to connect a little bit deeper to how you might like to have laughter in your life and simple ways as I mentioned prior to taking a little respite with some music are to practice laughing, welcoming it into your life daily and seeing if you can bring that levity in. And a simple way to do this is start to see things differently. We can oftentimes get locked in to our perspective on how things are and how they're to unfold. But if you take a moment and just think, wow, what could I uh, do in this situation? How could I look at it a little bit differently? And how can I find a little bit of humor or even satire? Especially when you're in those dark moments, I've had the ability to do this and it's helped cultivate compassion and help me get through the situation but when you see the ridiculousness you may not be able to laugh at that exact moment but when you start to have that outer body experience and you're looking at it like wow this is completely absurd that helps uh, the body not go too far off or the mind into the dark abyss and keeps it almost feeling as if you're looking at something that's an illusion and pretty much everything that we're experiencing is on some level an illusion and a delusion that's a construct of our mind. Again, it's really hard when people are still deep in the suffering game to remove themselves, but if you start to bring in this levity and see things in their absurdity, almost as if you're watching a Hollywood movie that you know that was constructed on a set, it really does help uh, detach self from being uh, bound to those traumatic situations. And this is a practice that can take many uh, lifetimes to begin to understand the truth behind it. So in the meantime, you can simply welcome in laughter and sip it up when you're hearing people laugh. Allow yourself to engage in it. Uh, You don't have to be offended in every moment. You can really witness the world around you and see if you can spot the joy uh, versus the sorrow. And for those that are in sorrow, uh, welcome them to come experience some joy with you, even if it's for a moment. And this is another key point to shine a light on is that oftentimes when we're going through the suffering game, we feel that we aren't allowed to have any joy during that process. You may have many years of healing in front of you. You may have a day of healing in front of you. It just depends how you process it. And no matter what it is, there's no right or wrong, that you're more than welcome to have some joy in between uh, that process. And the more that you welcome the joy in there to assist in the healing and in the living, the day-to-day living, it's going to be a much smoother road and you will feel a lot lot lighter that's why you know when you see people that laugh a lot you can feel their levity so think about where you can bring a little bit more of that into your life now that word we started out with trust and what does this mean I remember as a young girl my mother telling me she had lost her trust in me because I did something that was not aligned with her code of ethics or mine. And I remember asking her, (laughs) how long is this going to last? Because right when she said those words, I was like, whoa, this really just does not feel good. And I think in my mind, I I would use the word, this really sucks. You know, as a little, as a kid, I think I was in fourth grade or something. And when you feel that someone that you love and that you count on all of a sudden doesn't feel so great about you anymore because you've done something not in right action that you have to earn that back and that takes time depending what occurs and there are two things that one if you don't like that feeling of that being taken away meaning that someone can't trust you then that's more incentive to really think about how you want to live your life. What are your code of ethics? How do you want to move through the world? And this actually assists you in trusting yourself because then you know where the lines are in the sand where you're not going to cross that line because that's in violation of your code of ethics. And if you do violate that code of ethics, you've 
lost trust in yourself. And then this is where we start to make choices that are not connected to our highest and best. So once we start to refine this process with ourself, then it's much easier to engage in relationships in the outside world because we're clear, we know this is our code of conduct, code of ethics, however you want to look at it, and I'm not going to cross the line in this situation. And it does start to shape shift your business and your personal relationships and most importantly your relationship with yourself because you start having to be pretty honest with yourself. So trust is that deep knowing, knowing that you're going to follow through with what you said to yourself, what you promised yourself, and that that's going to happen. When we put that trust outside of self, when we are dependent on others to hold us up, that we feel that if they're not there, we'll crumble, then uh, we're putting ourselves in a potentially very precarious position because if they do anything out of alignment, how you perceive they should show up, should <laughs> show up, then at some point in time, more than likely, that trust is going to be tested. And so imagine in your mind's eye if two people come into a relationship and whether they're friends or it's an intimate relationship, but they both are so knowing of their codes of conduct, their ethics, that each one knows each other's lines in the sands, as I call them, and they can witness one another holding themselves accountable, not the other person, holding themselves accountable for what they know to be right action at this moment in this incarnation on planet Earth. So when that occurs, there's a mutual level of respect, there's a self-respect that's going on there, and the dynamic between that relationship is much different. Now the other side of this is if there's a lot of indecision, a lot of not knowing what is right or wrong, a lot of codependency, maybe some addictive personality situations, things that are wanting to be healed, those two individuals or a group of individuals are going to be in a state of, of confusion <laughs> and not able to really create some deep roots together. So if you have people that are really accountable for themselves, it's a much different dynamic than ones that aren't. And you can even look in maybe your own work environment or the people you work with if you work independently but interact with clients and co-create with other contractors or if you're in a corporate setting, you can see people that uh, are very direct and you know where they stand and there's no, there's just really no question and then you can see other people that might be a little bit more, oh, moving back and forth, a little bit more wishy-washy, uh, they are moving from one thing to the next and you're not really certain where they might stand and then there's people in the, in the in between somewhere in the middle so to really have the opportunity to observe where you can tell people have a great knowing discernment within themselves and a great knowing of that highest expression the one that you're okay if they post about it across the New York Times that highest expression, not the one that might end up in a tabloid, not that expression, the highest expression, the one that you wouldn't mind if it was everywhere on the internet because you would know that's a, a beautiful reflection of your authentic self. So what we're going to do right now is I want you to sit with, are you ready to rise higher, drop the old stories, are you ready to really get to know how uh, that word trust gets put in place and what it means to be in right action. As we go through this, we're going to listen to a little Leonard Cohen called, uh, the song's called My Secret Life, and Leonard Cohen's in a, a very interesting and beautiful reflection here, and he just released an album at the age of 80, which I love. He keeps going, he keeps utilizing this moment as who he is to create, communicate, and delve deeper into who he is. So as you listen to this, My Secret Life, think about are you ready to connect to the highest 
expression of yourself, meaning that this will help cultivate that trust, will help you determine what your code of ethics are, how you want to live your life, and maybe what the first step is to take action in that process. So you can just sit back, take some nice gentle breaths, allow the mind's eye just to connect to the crown of your head, to your highest expression, your ability to serve, and then we'll come back and wrap this segment up. Secret. 
Leonard Cohen in my secret life and as you can hear it's not that easy everything that I'm sharing isn't that easy because we do have these ways of being in this world and especially right now at the tail end of Kali Yuga the age of ignorance we are tested and this is a beautiful opportunity for all of us to look inward if we so do choose and really say wow who am I in the sense of who do I want to bring forward in life and what imprint do I want to leave here and that imprint imagine the t things we've discovered in archaeological digs and the history that we have recorded that when those are discovered in future generations that that's an imprint of what's left and if you really think about what's being left here in this moment in time it's not as interesting as the Acropolis it's not as interesting as some of the great pieces of architecture there might be perceived triumphs however what is the imprint it's not as interesting as some of the ceremonies and traditions of the indigenous cultures and their ways of communicating with the whole entire universe it's not as interesting as some beautiful masterpieces of literature art and music so think about it and then when you think about well what's that imprint do I want to leave uh, is it a stone tablet is it a statue whatever it might be what is the resonance that I'm placing there is it suffering is it higher states of being and that's a choice it's always a choice of how we want to show up so to get back to the inspiration behind this segment is trust and we will not be let down by anyone when we know we can trust ourselves. when we can come full circle and realize that we can cultivate that love have a new relationship with that word internally and then share it externally that if we bring more levity laughter into our life that we're gonna feel physically emotionally mentally lighter even in our heart center will feel lighter in our solar plexus and our stomach region will feel lighter and that's freeing and then from there if we continue to practice compassion for ourselves and others and this is how we're going to exit out is that word compassion the compassion can start with self when you start to be humbled by wow I don't really want to leave this imprint we never know when we're going to exit so just think like in every moment that might be the last and is that the imprint you want to leave here in this moment and if not then slowly be compassionate with yourself and start to make shifts in your life and if you have big things to shift be patient and take the time to be inward to do that there's nothing external that's going to help you with that process you might have a group or a team of people helping you through that process and that's fantastic however it'll be very dependent and this is the only dependency you have on how much you show up how you show up and are you willing to do the work from there uh, what happens as you align to this highest expression is that you start to really be objective when you see things out in the world you are not emotionally engaged and that authentic compassion rises up from the heart and you can see things for what they are and then in addition you can start to see a lot sooner when you become engaged and when you're about to, uh, to potentially violate that code of conduct by engaging in something that's not going to bring you to your highest and best in that moment and serve the situation so as we exit out what we're going to do is compassion in Eastern teachings from India Tibet Nepal all throughout uh, China and most of the Far East countries there is a deity a mother of compassion her name is Tara and her energy is there 
in many shapes and forms and to welcome in uh, that highest heart resonance the one that a mother has for her child that indestructible love compassion and holding of that child to welcome them to be their highest and best so as we exit out with this segment this is your opportunity to be in communion with self no matter what your theological background is you can just connect to the mantra of Tara and know that she is welcoming in love and compassion you might have a deity or a figure within your belief system and you can welcome that image in that's fine but just connect to the heart and connect it to knowing the mother the mother's energy and how she welcomes you to love yourself to be compassionate towards other and to trust self to know that you can be in your highest reflection it exists in all of us Without further ado, let's just take some deep breaths, gently lead into this segment, and until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a simple smile, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. Mm-hmm.